0: Ladies and gentlemen, listeners across the land, it's Saturday afternoon, and I hope you're all staying very well in these strange times. You join us today for our third episode of Haters, the show where we talk about the people who we just love to hate. Last week, we had a very hateful person on the show, Mr. Reagan Sneddon. He wasn't shy in throwing around the disdain, and he ultimately chose Catherine Tate Paul Hollywood, and Ellen DeGeneres as his top three bete Noirs. Today's guest, what can I say about her? She likes long walks in the country and candlelit dinners. Uh, She was on the long list in 2017 for Cosmopolitan's Rear of the Year Award, and her Dress Sense is a cross between that of an elderly gay gentleman and a 13-year-old going through her butch phase. It is, of course, Rosie Barry. Rosie, hello, how are you?
1: Do you really think that's what my present is like?
0: Um, I mean, I'm not saying that I was looking for a long time for the words. They kind of came to mind quite quickly.
2: A gentleman combined with a butch thirteen-year-old.
0: What are you uh, we- What are you wearing right now? Not in a Not in a sensual way. It's not that kind of <laughs> a show. What are you wearing? But but what um, I'm you? actually what wearing,
2: wearing. I'm glad because I'm wearing the most unsensual pajamas ever. They're massive and they're like um. It's like st- a stripy button-down top and then the matching stripy trousers. Like wow, a little like okay. a little man
0: like a little man, like a little man. <laughs> yes. well, that was, yes. that was
2: the know, very, um, that was very who's the guy
0: correct way of putting it. <laughs> who's the guy what
2: who's the... there's a um, fairy tale or like an old wife's tale about a man who wears pajamas like that and has a nightcap we willy winky did you ever hear about him when you were growing up
0: i've heard the name Wee willy winky we I can't remember d- what's the what's the point of him. What does he do? So
2: he wears like a night- he wears a like really long nightcap and like a stripy pair of pajamas, and I think he goes down at candlelight with a candle and looks at his shop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great, and that's and you think that's what you look like today
2: <laughs> without the hat.
0: Ooh. I'm not wearing.
2: <laughs> cool what are you wearing Patrick
0: um I'm just wearing nice top nice pair of jeans you know just kind of standard look for me um how are jeans. you today though anyway wee willy winky aside
2: um I'm good it's thankfully not raining at the moment I'm gonna go and get um a nose piercing before nose piercings are not encouraged um to any people on the listening um Sorry, you're going to get a
0: nose piercing before? Before what?
2: Um, I'm going to get a nose piercing after this.
0: Oh, after this. Oh, I see. But
2: before this upload. So there's a weird time warp going on where when people are listening to this, I could have a nose piercing. I could not. Like a Schrodinger's cat.
0: I don't know what you mean. This is is Saturday afternoon. This is Saturday afternoon.
2: You're so right. I have just... Thing before I film this. <laughs> before <laughs> well, you film this. Right and the,
0: the visuals will be coming out soon and we uh, we look forward to them. We, we all look forward to seeing your wee willy winky pajamas <laughs> the and your mutilated nose. Um Lately. anyway so obviously the um the the theme of the show yes is people that you find annoying. Yeah. Would you say that you are easily annoyed as a person; that you're easily irritated.
2: I don't think I would.
0: No, I don't. I don't think I would say that about you. But, but for our listeners who are una, unacquainted, not acquainted with you, um, explain to them why why you're not a, a hateful person, particularly.
2: Um. Well, interesting that you said annoying at first, because I think I'm not annoyed at people. Because often I take up the mantle of the one that's being annoying.
0: Oh, no. Not all the time. That is such a self deprecating comment.
2: Oh, <laughs> no,
0: but for the. Have some confidence, woman. For
2: this to work, for the whole concept of your podcast and the bet noirs to work, there has to be bet noirs and people who are annoyed by them. It's a circle of life.
0: True. There are only so many people in the world, and True. some of them annoyers yeah. and some of the, the others are the people who are guessing annoyed that exactly. is true
2: also I think so you know the phrase um fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I
2: think I fall into the latter category of you could probably pull the wool over my eyes <laughs> a couple of times at least
0: so what we're saying basically is that you're um really irritating and very just sort of <laughs> gullible, just sort of stupidly gullible.
2: Least <laughs> annoying while I'm like that.
0: Just an irritating, gullible idiot is, oh, is who we've got on the show today. And she's dressed like wee willy winky. Of course she is. Of course she is.
2: Also, I think I could... Uh, so... Sorry.
0: No, sorry, you go ahead. go ahead. I
2: was just thinking particularly of Reagan last week. People with, I would say, average to high levels of animosity and hatred within them. I'm quite a good person for them to channel that towards. I'm kind of like an easy target where nobody really gets hurt.
0: Well, I was going to say that last week, Reagan said that he he was considering saying that you were one of his bedroirs and I was going to give you a right of reply. This is your platform. This is your chance to speak out. Speak your truth.
2: Well, uh, this is my truth. Reagan can get away with absolute anything just because I just think he's the funniest man alive.
3: Aww. it's a
2: bit of Stockholm Syndrome. It's a bit of, Rosie, we've just wrestled your cage door wide open Reagan's on the floor, being held, host- being held down. He's held you hostage. You're allowed to go. And I'm like, actually, I find this cage really comfortable. He's, um, you know.
0: Gosh, what a, what a horrible analogy that was. <laughs> that was that was ri- what 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 on earth does- is going on in the nightmare <laughs> of your mind?
2: Reagan doesn't hold people hostage. But I'm saying he's slightly...
0: we are making no factual or legal claims <laughs> against Reagan name. So... <laughs> I'm slightly-
2: um, syndromed by him.
0: So we're, you're killing Reagan with kindness, but obviously the kindness can only stretch so far on this show. It is called haters after all. True. Rosie, let's get started. Who is the first person who you just love to hate?
2: Okay. The first person... I love to hate is Brooklyn Beckham
0: <laughs> Brooklyn Beckham yes. and why why do we hate Brooklyn Beckham
2: I just think he's kind of the antithesis of somebody that deserves to be famous right and I think that he I just find him annoying to the high heavens and back, which as we've discussed, I'm not easily annoyed. But, but
0: you do, he really way. gets on your nerves. I'm
2: working up the wrong way. The Interesting.
0: Wrong way. Interesting. Have you seen the thing on the Graham Norton show where David Beckham talks about how him and Brooklyn have sort of a, a rivalry going between like, who has the most followers on social media? Yeah, I'm not and-
2: surprised. Brooklyn's a complete social media head. And it's like, um, your dad actually deserves all those followers. What have you done?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know I know what you mean. There is something annoying about people that don't deserve their success, isn't there? and the the fact is that he, while he's done a lot of his own sort of stuff, his fame ultimately comes from the fact that he's brought Beckham's back cool.
2: Nick me, his own stuff that he's done. He takes the worst photos I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen his photo book?
0: Doesn't is it? Doesn't he produce produce content? He produces social media content, doesn't he?
2: He produces. He, so- he takes photos.
0: <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what Google's telling me.
2: <laughs> I produce social media content. You
0: produce social yeah. media
2: content. We
0: well, wow! Not quite
2: followers because of it.
0: Yeah. But he he is he is David Beckham's son, that's true.
2: Also he kind of just strikes me as like a bit of a try hard cool kid. Um do you think? Yeah, I do. Which is a lot of um I'm assuming a lot of things here. That's a lot of assumptions yeah. to cast. But do you not just think that he always looks a bit like he's trying mega hard to be mega like indie and cool?
0: Yeah, I, I think he really wants to stay relevant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think that he, although I've not heard anything about him in ages, what's he up to at the moment? What's his Um, his deal? Is he working? Is he
2: he producing? The over over lockdown was he did get engaged.
0: Oh, really? Who to?
2: In his mum and dad's back garden.
0: Um, (laughs) I bet it's a lovely garden, isn't it? But it's lovely. (laughs)
2: I think it very much is. Um, He is engaged to. um, I think she's called Nicole. She's beautiful. Oh. Um, Yeah. In Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: Avatar The Last Airbender. Rosie, I think those are two different films, aren't they? Isn't Avatar the one with the blue people? Oh my God, you're so right. (laughs) The Last Last Airbender's the one with the. They're all bald.
2: What's what's The Last Airbender's. they are two different
0: films. <laughs> uh, I mean, they could be. I'm not actually sure about that.
2: The Last Airbender. But what's the like trilogy? Oh, my God, based on Avatar, The Last Airbender. I was right.
0: Oh, you were right. Right, okay. Yeah. I, I do apologise for that. Um, so, she, uh,
2: Nicole yeah. Peltz.
0: Nicole Feltz. Peltz. 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 But oh well, that's nice. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that they're, that they're happy, and I hope that they find happiness together. I have just looked up Brooklyn Beckham on Wikipedia um, in an effort to find out more of what he's up to at the moment. Oh yeah, he's also a brand ambassador for Huawei. <sighs> so basically, he's an agent of the Chinese Communist Party. We do not like that, Brooklyn.
2: Oh my God. In 2018, Beckham posted two snapshots of Chinese tourists in Italy on Instagram above the caption, no place like Italy, in it, prompting many Asian and Chinese people on social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram and Weibo to accuse him of anti-Asian or anti-Chinese racism.
0: Oh my goodness me. <gasps> well, clearly, clearly they got, clearly the Chinese Communist Party didn't take that into account. Oh my god. Wasted no time in hiring him.
2: Burberry's decision to employ Beckham, um, as a photographer for their campaign, was called a devaluation of photography, sheer nepotism, and a bit of injustice, and was called an example of a bit of injustice in a lot of areas in the industry.
0: Wow, I'm loving this this live reading of Wikipedia today. <laughs> I'm not what sure the listeners tuned in for, but it's what they're getting.
2: I'm reading Buckham's first book of photography entitled What I See, all lowercase, bleh, um, was published the <laughs> <in some way. laughs> Critical reactions were mixed to negative.
0: Mixed to negative.
2: Imagine that being a social media, your um, Wikipedia.
0: That would be awful, wouldn't it? Um, although, I actually think, we've said that he's undeserving of success, but David and Victoria Beckham were very keen, weren't they? That they wouldn't just sort of gift their success to their children and they made them all sort of get jobs and sort of do sort of as normal a life as possible. So maybe we're being a bit harsh.
2: That's true. But But Patrick, that is the kind of kind of baseless knowledge that my mum and auntie sit and drink cups of tea and talk about they would be like, oh yeah, I heard the Beckhams are actually really, really strict as parents and they really trying to make them get their own jobs. How do you know that?
0: Well, first of all, let's hope that your mum and auntie aren't listening right now. <laughs> but second of all, surely they just, they just said it and the tabloids are reporting on it or something. I'm not sure anyone's going to, who's going to wake up in the morning and think, oh, I know what I'll make up today. I'm going to make up that the Beckhams, are making their children work for a living. <laughs> who's going to do that? Who's, who's
2: I, I have to say, no. Who are these people? The remaining two out of my three Bette Noir's haters are not David and Victoria Beckham.
0: Yeah, I, good, because <laughs> this is a work something deep within you, and I'm not sure we can put it back in once it's, once it's come out.
2: I think they're probably both class parents, Victoria especially. I think that she's so funny. Um and David Beckham's quite a hunk. Um yeah. and they like I, I
0: used to think that Brooklyn was, but but I'm not sure on reflection that he is at all, actually.
2: Really? Is he a hunk? What's his face like? No. Um, see?
0: No. No, I don't think so. Listeners, we would encourage you to to look up Give
2: him a Google.
0: Beckham on on Google images. And get back to us. Send, send in a message. Send in a message. Please. Anyway, Rosie, bet number two. Bet number two
2: is. I've written in my notes. The bold man from Mock the Week. Bracket <laughs> Andy Parsons.
0: Andy Parsons. Andy. Now I will confess that I had to. I had to look this person up before Watch the show.
2: This little smug. Annoying face, you'll know exactly who he is, people. Yeah,
0: I, I did recognise him. him. I recognise him. Up. I look him up. Why do you find him irritating, Rosie?
2: He's just the epitome of again. This is literally like a therapy session because I think unleashed the, the fact that people that are unworthy but still gain positions of prominence really rub me up the wrong way because he's right. not the week. He's not funny He's not like And he kind of Pushes boundaries For the sake of Pushing them Um Okay It's like Controversial for the sake of He's one of those people That's like Oh if he wanted Controversy He shouldn't have Invited the king Um <laughs> <laughs> like I What
0: does like, that even mean? <laughs> like, why is he saying that? That doesn't make any sense.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I meant if he didn't want to controversy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rewind. Right. I I don't know anything else about him than the fact that he is on Not the Week. I've not seen him in anything. I don't. I've not seen him doing stand up tours or anything. Is, is he just a full time comedian, or does he do other stuff?
2: Well, the reason why this hate took a long time to uncover was because I was sitting there and I was thinking. Who do I hate? And I had a little niggling, like, I definitely hate someone that's a comedian. Hmm. Like, well, who is that? And then the reason it found, took me a long time to work it out is because I've not seen one thing anything but Mock of the Week either, and therefore it's a small, small percentage of my life in which I'm enraged by him. Right. I don't think he's even on all the Mock of the Week episodes.
0: No, I, I often see him on things like Facebook and Instagram, you know, when you scroll through videos for hours and hours and for some reason (laughs) the algorithms have decided to gift me endless (laughs) videos of Mock Week. You know the thing where they, uh, the topic comes up and each of the comedians like comes out and does a sort of a joke.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
0: So it's sort of like things you wouldn't hear at a school assembly and they, they come out one by one and he's often on them and to be fair, he's not unfunny. Um. But, but I, I understand he's got an annoying vibe. I get that.
2: We are kind of diametrically opposed when it comes to comedians because you hate James Acaster.
0: I, I do actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not a fan. Whereas <laughs> you adore him, don't you?
2: Sorry, Although, doing that for a different episode.
0: I'd just like to. Oh no, no, no. That's that's who I hate. Is is not really the it's the immaterial. theme. Of, you know, it's it's immaterial, Rosie it's material. I, I would just like to clarify that Andy Parsons is by no stretch of the imagination my favourite comedian. <laughs> so I'm not diametrically opposed, I don't think.
2: He's just—I think he's just a bit. So, for example, I've just apparently his like live DVD is called Britain's Got Idiots, and I just think that like he goes for kind of cheap shots about people who he can afford to go for cheap shots about. So, like Britain's Got Idiots. And, like, some of the jokes he makes on Mock the Week about, like, the the kind of the people underneath him in society or underneath him, in verse of commas, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. That He's punching like- down. He's oh, punching sure. down.
2: Thank you. Low-hanging fruit. He goes for the low-hanging fruit on the tree.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. I get that.
2: To scale the tree and go for the high fruit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are such a freak. Anyway, um, so we've had Brooklyn Beckham, we've had Andy Parsons. Yep. Rosie, who is your final bet noir?
2: Okay. Final bet noir is Ellie Golding.
0: Ellie Golding? Yep. Why?
2: Well, surely I've told you the personal dimension to my dislike of Ellie.
0: Uh, you, well, you've you've told me Rosie, but but you've not told the listeners. <laughs>
2: okay. So Ellie Golding and me once crossed paths on a cross country train from Lancaster to Manchester, and I have disliked her ever since. Um, this was about three years ago. I've been mm-hmm. to stay with Manti. Um, I got on the train in Lancaster. Um, I don't know how I managed to wrangle my way into a first oh I do, because we um, my auntie knows someone that works for cross country and therefore we had a first class right, Okay, against...
0: tangent, tangent, tangent <laughs> <laughs> you do not need to know about your auntie's friend that works for cross country that's Welly <laughs> Golden <laughs> I
2: think she's called Sheila <laughs> <laughs> please
3: um, do um, finish the story
2: so I went on the train, i got my first-class carriage. This is not a usual set of circumstances for me. Sat down.
0: Yeah, it's terrifying that she's not privileged. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so and I look across, and there's a woman across from me with a stack of, I'm going to say, eight or nine like big fashion magazines, flicking through one of them. And I think myself to myself,
3: mm-hmm.
2: she looks so familiar. And I'm yeah. sitting there staring and I'm trying to work out how I know it because I think I know this girl. Like, was she in school a few years who is she? Mm. whilst I'm looking at her, Ellie Golding, for it is she, takes the magazine, puts it like over her face, and says to her um who I th- what I think was like her long-suffering PA, sat uh-huh. across the table from her, she says, get that girl to stop effing staring at me. <laughs> And I kind of looked around and I was like, who's she talking about? And then I was like, oh my God, she means me. So I had to literally like turn around and start straight ahead for the whole journey. Ellie. Oh my
3: goodness.
2: Then proceeded to get out a whole coconut <laughs> and drink it on the train. She took an Instagram selfie with the coconut that she captioned coconut train flow. <laughs> And at one point, people from, so I think word spread down the train that Ellie Golden was on there.
3: Mm.
2: People tried to get into first class to talk to her, and she once again put the magazine over her face, and her PA, PA had to be like, really sorry, guys, Ellie's not talking to anyone right now. Really sorry. Her PA also, I was sat there, couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> her PA also tried to get the, um like, Um, Train manager To let her and Ellie Get off the train first For anyone else She was like You need to stop everyone else Getting off the train So that we can make A quick exit from the platform And the train manager Was a bit like Right No can do Love Sorry Um, Which resulted in Ellie putting like A whole hood up Holding the magazine In front of her face And getting off the train In that way
0: Well there we go There we go everyone So Ellie Goulding uh, Not great not great on trains. She doesn't <laughs> travel well. She doesn't travel well. Oh, I think well.
3: in
1: that
0: story. So there are the top three bete Noirs of Rosie Barry: Brooklyn Beckham, Andy Parsons, and Ellie Golding. Just quickly, Rosie, who would you say is your arch, arch nemesis of these people? Of these people?
2: Oh, Ooh, I don't know.
0: Well, maybe you could think on that while we have this music break. <laughs>
2: Sorry, that was. <laughs>
0: Literally,
2: we will be. <laughs> who know, I'm letting like thirty seconds of dead air happen. One
0: <laughs> listeners, we will be back very shortly after this short musical interlude. See you soon. Welcome back, everyone, to the third episode of Haters, the show where we discuss the people who we just love to hate. Today on the show, we've got Rosie Barry. Her Hello. top three Noirs are Brooklyn Beckham, Andy Parsons from Mock the Week, the bald guy, and Ellie Golding, who apparently is a nightmare on a train. You heard it here first, listeners. You heard it here first. So... Rosie, you left us on a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of the last segment. When thinking- I asked who your who your ultimate bete noir was, you couldn't say. You couldn't say. I'm so now that you've had
1: I'm
0: a humble. bit of time, please would you would you end this this anticipation? Who is your I'm ultimate bet noir out of these three?
2: So I'll just run you quickly through my thinking. Brooklyn Beckham okay. annoying, but that would be like saying this puppy this Baby giraffe is the most evil giraffe ever. Um, you know, like, the giraffe hasn't had really time um, to grow. And he might, <laughs> he might, you know.
3: I'm very score. confused.
2: So I'm running through my thinking of the fact, I couldn't say Brooklyn Beckham because he's too young for me to disparage him like that. Oh, and he grow up.
3: I see, I see.
2: Get a real job. Uh-huh. I'm stuck between Andy Parsons and Ellie Golding. I think, even though I was hesitant to say Andy Parsons because there was such a personal dimension to Eddie Golding, yeah. she's the only one of the three that's personally wronged me
0: yeah, she's liked you she's like me she, she lugged you right off
2: on a train from Lancaster to manchester um yeah. but i oh but coconut train flow was annoying i'm gonna have to i'm I'm gonna have to say Andy Parsons because he <laughs> He is the only one who – I'm just saying Andy Parsons.
0: Cool. Yeah, no, you don't have to, you don't have to explain yourself. <laughs> Frankly, I was just looking for an answer. But there we are, two minutes of explanation. So we've got your top three, Rosie, yeah. and now we're going to play a little thing we like to call the situation game. Essentially, we take these three and we deploy them into several situations – and you have to choose what they're going to do in these situations in which you're also involved. Brilliant. So first of all, I've got some bad news, Rosie. Oh, no. You, um, you've died, essentially. And oh. your funeral oh. is taking place. And <coughs> the top Never three... the top. Well, everyone does have to go someday. I'm, I'm glad you're taking this news well. <laughs> and the top three people on the, the guest list your funeral? Okay, we'll yeah. go with that. Are uh, Brooklyn Beckham, Andy Parsons and Ellie Goulding. The strangest menage a trois the world has ever seen.
2: Well, who did that
0: essentially, Haunt them. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> essentially, Rosie, Yes. one of these three people has to give your eulogy. Okay, they have to stand before all your assembled friends and family and well wishes and they have to take them through your life and, you know, do what what people do in eulogies. Tell the funny stories, make it meaningful, make it a bit sad. So one of them has to be your eulogy.
2: Quick question. Can it be done Uh, with medium of song?
0: Well, we'll get to that because you might want to see what the other two things are before you pick that one.
2: True. Okay, sorry, I jumped in.
0: You, you, You jumped the gun a bit there, but that's fine. That's fine. Second, at the wake after the funeral, you're all having... oh Well, you're not. (laughs) We're all having a couple of drinks, you know, reminiscing about old times.
2: Cheese and tomatoes, Mitch.
0: And one of these people gets a bit flirty with your hubby and ends up just snogging him, essentially, right there at the wake, in front of everyone.
2: Oh, my God.
0: I know. So how disrespectful is that? That is horrific. And last of all... Oh, my God. I've
2: died with a husband.
0: We're all... (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lastly, we're all at the graveside. Okay. It's very sad. It's very sad. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're they're putting the soil in over the coffin. Ashes
2: to ashes, dust to dust.
0: Exactly. And one of these people ends up falling in the grave and joining you for eternity. Who could you spend eternity with? Gold. So, those are the three options. Right. Eulogy, gets with your husband, and joins you in the grave for eternal life. Who are you going to pick for each one?
2: Okay, I'm going to work backwards. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that joining me in the grave for eternal life, because it'll be the one funny thing that's ever he's ever done, and it happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> he would irritate you for eternity.
2: Yeah, but, I, so, I mean i'm i think eternity is a pretty big place and i'm sure if i wanted to i could find a spot on the river stykes that he's not he's not found yet
0: you know right okay so you're essentially going to spend eternity hiding from andy parsons is that really how you want to spend the afterlife Rosie?
2: am i genuinely so in this in this situation eternity is real
0: well obviously yes We've got to deal with some, you know, unrealistic assumptions. Number one, you've got a husband. Number two, eternity is real.
2: In that order. Number one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. In order of likely, of, of how unlikely it is.
2: Um, all right. Okay. Well, that puts a different spin on things. Because I thought I was already dead in the grave. He fell and killed himself. And it was a bit of a...
0: No, you're in heaven. You're in heaven, Rosie. <laughs>
2: okay. But, surely...
0: I might feel a bit more like hell than only Parsons. if that shit you hit, but...
2: <laughs> okay, okay, well, okay, maybe I'll re... Maybe Brooklyn Beckham is the one that falls into my grave.
0: Okay. Brooklyn Beckham in the grave. Who's giving the eulogy?
2: I think Ellie Golding is going to sing and effortlessly weave my name into her top hit.
0: Right, <laughs> that would be that would be a showstopper. That and would be a, then Andy. Parsons, would be streaming down my face.
2: Andy Parsons will get carried away by her singing because she's got songs on the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. Right. So that'll be why Andy Parsons. that be
0: why Andy Parsons <laughs> <laughs> snogs your husband. Yeah. At the lake. Yeah. Oh goodness, Ellie Golding. I'm just thinking for the eulogy, might not be a great choice because she has. Quite a lot of animosity towards you. <laughs> I'm not sure it will be an altogether fair eulogy. There we go.
2: The- so Ellie Golding
0: is giving the eulogy. Andy Parsons is getting with your husband, and Brooklyn Beckham is joining you for That's ever that- and ever and ever. So now we're moving on.
2: No, a- start in heaven.
0: Now we're moving on to a slightly different theme yep we're getting a bit we're getting a bit romantic oh yeah we're getting a bit sensual a bit flirty it's only fondue (laughs) night in the Barry household
2: fondue night in the Barry household
0: woohoo the first time for everything (laughs) and so you know the lights are low yep Uh, a light instrumental jazz is playing you're in your you're in your finery you're in your uh, like a nice sort of black dress the candles are lit nice you know it's really it's really nice but i'll let it pass say that again
2: black will show up fondue stains but i'll let it pass
0: um, black will show a multitude of sins. Right? <laughs> black will show a multitude of sins. Um, so, first of all, you are with one of these people, yep. you're sitting in the, in on the on the love seat, sitting on the love seat, you know, the, the sort of small sofay thing. Yep. And you're, you're sort of getting quite close and you're just sort of feeding each other fondue, okay? You're just sort of like. Dipping a little bit of bread in it, the, the, the sort of the cheesy stuff, and you bring it up to their lips, and and sort of just just popping it in, and it's sort of it's sort of a nice sort of quite sensual like feeding. A <laughs> wonderful way of putting it. Second the of all, you got second.
2: completely lost there.
0: Second of all sorry, got a bit lost in my mind. Um second of all, you you give one of these people a massage. A massage? You take them you take them to a a clearing of of rose petals and flowers, and you lay them down and and you rub their their nubile body with with cloves and oils and it's sort of, you know, you just let their uh, their stresses. You take their stresses and you. You, you need them out. Is what you do.
2: Way to abandon the fondue night. Fondue is getting cold.
0: Well, you've you've already finished the fondue okay. and post fondue after, after and then post massage, Rosie. Yep. You, you get into the mood. You get into the semi nude. And you get into the jacuzzi
3: uh-huh.
0: and you're just sort of in the in the bubble bath, sort of having a, a glass of champagne and just just chatting away to one of these to one of these people. So it's Fondue Night, Rosie. Who's doing what?
2: Question Are they the only other ones present at Fondue Night?
0: Well, yes, yeah, <laughs> Rosie. If they were the whole situation would kind of break down, wouldn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, so Okay, so situation number one I have to feed one of them Fondue on a love seat
3: Uh-huh, yeah
2: Um I think I'm gonna Feed Ellie Golden Fondue
0: Oh, okay, yeah I think it would be quite uncomfortable With the other team Yeah,
2: Yeah, I don't think it would be Comfortable with Ellie but nice for um, women to support women. Nice for me to make sure that she's getting her fair share of fondue. Um,
0: given given the track record between you two, I imagine she'll be having a terrible time.
2: What if she like bites my fingers or something?
0: What's the risk? What's have risk you got to take?
2: Oh, okay, I think I'm da- yeah. I think I'm feeding Ellie Golden the fondue.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: intrigued to see what um m- like medium she uses for the fondue whether she's a carrot sticker a celery stick a piece of bread what she wants what a perfect fondue vehicle is
0: yeah okay which one would she go for do you think
2: yeah oh um well i will have to find out in the night
0: right (laughs) okay wow it's all in the surprise. Yeah, it is. The second of all the massage, who we who I massage.
2: think I'm going to massage Andy Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> the reason <to laughs> Because I could give him a horrible, hard massage. I could do one of those massages where you basically, like, hit them on the back.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm it was a
2: massage.
0: That's horrible. <laughs> How violent. How violent. <laughs> Saturday afternoon Rosie it's Saturday afternoon <laughs> do not have it's it's violence on this show violence is never the answer
2: true but when you're in a clearing of rose petals <laughs> by, by the hut ho- that you're hosting a fondue night in no one can hear you scream <laughs>
0: <laughs> you'd be sticking a few thorns into him wouldn't you exactly <laughs> and so that leaves Brooklyn Beckham in the jacuzzi
2: yeah it does because you know what he's young Nubile. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm young and nubile. I think.
0: Oh, I'll say it again.
2: <laughs> I think he's the one. If this was Love Island, he would get voted into the jacuzzi with me. People would want to see. Do <laughs> <What> you think? <laughs> <laughs> if the nation voted Andy Parsons, I'd be spitting feathers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I definitely would vote Andy Parsons. We were
2: invincible.
0: It <caused> chaos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so fondue night is over. Yep. You, you had a nice time, I think overall. I
2: really managed to scrape a nice evening from the bottom of the fondue bowl.
0: Yeah, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and so the last situation Rosie is that you attend, you and you and these three people uh, attend a life drawing class. Um, right. So, you know, you go along to a university or a school or something, it's sort of evening, it's in the middle of the week, and you, you pay a couple of pounds and you go in, but it's just the four of you, right. essentially. Cool. And so, so, so my first question, really, Rosie,
1: yep.
0: is who would be the one-on-one subject for you to paint? So one of these people gets completely naked, and the other two leave the room. It's just you and them, and they're sort of, sort of sitting on the floor naked, um, like legs sort of akimbo, high in the air, wide open, wide apart, and they sort of they've got a pineapple. They're just holding a pineapple, um, sort of out to the side, and they're they're pouting with a finger on their lips. You know, like sort of weird life drawing class poses. You've
2: really, really thought about their exact positioning. <laughs>
0: Okay. It could be a key factor. It could be a key factor.
2: Here's my immediate question: Do the other two know what they've just paid a couple of pounds for? Because they've just paid their pounds, and now they've left the room.
0: Oh well, don't you worry; they'll be coming straight back in uh, in this next one.
2: Oh, that, that, that. okay.
0: Um, so it's again a one-on-one situation, but this time it's you that's completely naked, and um one of these people is gonna is gonna draw you. And, and paint you, and um, well, not, not physically put paint on you. <laughs> um, um, right. But and, and you're sort of I don't know you're, you're standing on your head, and you've got
3: <laughs>
0: you do the headstand, and you've got sort of an orange held between your thighs, and one arm is sort of suspended midair, holding a vase. And then the last situation, Rosie. Oh, I
2: die. I fall in a tragic accident.
0: <laughs> <laughs> comes full circle. Comes yeah. full circle. We love structure. Okay. And and third of all, who are you going to do a a two person thing with? So you and someone one of these other people gets naked together and you're sort of in the same And we get
2: posed accordingly.
0: Yes, yeah, so you sort of pose, I don't know, like they're on all fours and Ooh, they've, got, they've, got, they've got a wine bottle on on their back and you're sort of standing and you've got like one foot on their head.
2: And I'm holding a wine glass. <laughs> yes,
0: and you're holding a wine glass.
2: And I've got what a powerful,
0: powerful image for you actually, that. Isn't a little
2: that? headband of
0: grapes. A little headband of grapes. Yes. Yeah. And with with your in your other hand you're holding um you're holding one of those things and it's like, you know, justice and it's that woman. Yeah. <laughs> with the with oh. the She's got the thing wrapped around her eyes and she's got holding the scales. It's quite an image, really, it's quite an image. Quite an image. Okay So so those are the three situations. One on one, they're naked, one on one you're naked, and then the last one, you and someone else in a position.
2: Okay, well, do you know what? Purely because of the position of absolute power I've been placed in, nobody can look at the images Mm -hmm. of me and this other person naked and not think she's the boss, she's the girl boss, she Yeah. I think Andy Parsons and I are going to get naked together and be drawn. Okay. Because-
0: Interesting. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think it's the dynamics of the image, you would have
2: He's on the floor. He's got literally just a wine, gla- a wine bottle on his back. I've got mm. grapes, a wine glass. I'm justice. I'm peace. I've got justice.
0: Okay, who are you um, being painted by when you're naked? Who do you feel comfortable getting naked in front of? Out I'm of not Ellie? In front of,
2: naked of Ellie in front of Ellie Golding. I don't think she would want me to. I think she would restly be like, "Don't choose me." But I I'm think
0: that magazine would be, be in, in, well in front of <laughs> yes. her face again. <laughs>
2: You have seven emergency glasses right. to drink from to, <laughs> to face me,
0: <laughs> and that means um, then which that you're, me you're painting broken Beckham. Any- oh, I think I think that will be well, I think that'll be all right. I, th- I think many people, not to yeah, mention his engaged, his sell- bride to be, would be quite jealous of you. You can what?
2: Yeah, and
0: I, I can
2: sell it on to a pretty price. Anyway. Hello, can you hear me? Um, I can sell it on to his yeah, parents. Yeah, I can
0: hear you. Oh, mm-hmm. because that's just what—that's just what Victoria and David have always wanted. Yeah, uh, okay. a picture of their naked son. They've
1: seen it all before. They have
0: do Brooklyn's
3: laugh. I think, think they have done
0: that. Yes, they would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well there we go. I, I think you—you you dealt well with those situations, Rosie. Um, that's the end of the situation game and we're going to have another short music break and then we will come back for the concluding segments of the show see you soon everyone bye everyone to the third episode of haters today we've got rosie barry on the show and her top three are rosie would you like to take us through them
2: um in no particular order brooklyn beckham andy parsons and ellie golding
0: excellent and out of those your ultimate bet noir is andy parsons even though in the last round you decided that you would like to spend eternity with him and get naked with him in a life drawing class <laughs> bit of an odd decision in my opinion but there we are
1: i'm a multitudes
0: you're (laughs) right so we come now to our last round rosie and essentially this is the quick fire haters round right and so i'm gonna put some people to you some of them are both very polarizing figures some are people who everyone loves and you essentially have to pick who is more irritating out of these two people
2: interesting okay i can't wait
0: okay so our first two are yep Jonathan Ross versus Alan Carr.
2: Um, Jonathan Ross. I will not hear a word said against Alan Carr.
0: I 100% agree.
2: I um, met Alan Carr Jonathan. in Stitches once. Say that again. Um, I met Alan Carr in Stitches, which is the um gay capital of Spain. <laughs> <laughs> him, he rode past me on his bike.
0: <laughs> you are such a cliche of yourself sometimes. <laughs> okay, uh, so... Jonathan, uh, so Alan Carr wins that round.
2: Yeah, hands down. Next up
0: is Ricky Gervais versus Brendan O'Carroll, who is the man who does Mrs Brown Boys. Mrs Brown Boys.
2: Um, I think I, uh, I think I'm choosing the person that I hate the most is Brendan O'Carroll.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I quite like Ricky Gervais actually. I know a lot of people don't like him, He's which I, is, him.
2: He can be fairly. Interesting and I think he's I think he's got an interesting outlook. I listened to an interesting podcast with him.
0: Who Ricky Gervais?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whereas Brendan O'Carroll, Mrs. Brown's boys, is an (sighs) affront. So bad. Yeah. Uh, okay, next up we have Chris Jenner versus Melania Trump.
2: I've got a little little spot soft spot for Chris Jenner. I think funny woman. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so Melania, Trump's got to go. Aw, poor Melania. Poor Melania. Wow. So, much for, so have, much for women supporting women.
2: <laughs> have you heard the recording of Melania talking about Stormy Daniels?
0: No, I haven't. What does she say?
2: Um, I, I'll tell you off air. It's pretty expli- explicit.
0: Is it? Yeah. God. Well, listeners, we encourage you to look that up <laughs> in your own time.
2: In your own time. Next
0: up, we have Very Ball versus Tass Daly.
2: Oh, I hate, t- I don't like Tess Daly.
0: Thank you. She's awful, isn't she?
2: So annoying. Oh, uh,
0: so annoying.
2: I should have chosen Tess Daly as one of my people. Oh, uh, I.
0: Th- you know, I think if I did it, she she might be one of mine. Oh. I don't know what it is about her. I just find her unbearable. Yeah. Did you just say she's racist?
2: No, she's grating.
0: Oh, right. Good. I was going to say we don't want Tess Daly suing us for defamation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, up next is... Yeah. Ooh, no. These are these are two people that I think a lot of people love. I'm not sure what your attitude towards them is. Okay. But Ant versus Deck.
2: Deck's the Diddy one, and Ant's the tall one.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah.
2: I mean, this literally—it's like you can't tell them apart. If I were to, I think when I was a little, I used to fancy Diddy Deck a little bit. Yeah. And I just think did, he's. Kind
0: of. <laughs> I I think, yeah, I think Deck is definitely better looking, and I think, yeah, I think I think you'd get on with Deck, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, he's personal. Whereas Ant,
0: yeah. Ant, though, has, has his share of troubles, so we shouldn't be too harsh towards that.
2: And also, I think Ant is funnier, I have to say.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. Well, yeah, you've been nice to both of them now, so that's kind of a win-win, isn't it?
3: Aww. Agree. Uh,
0: I'm lost up on in the Quickfire Haters round. We've got the <laughs> the roguest combination of people. <laughs> I'm ready. We've got Justin Bieber versus Gillian McKeith.
2: On the same holiday that I met <laughs> Alan Carr, I also met Gillian McKeith. Um, really? Yeah, I did. Um and it was on a train. It was on a Spanish train. Um what wow. is what is it with mean trains?
0: What um, is it with you in trains?
2: I think I think just I think I have to take Justin Bieber more.
0: You have to hate Justin Bieber more. <laughs> okay. Was Was Jillian nice on the train? Do you feel sort of a personal loyalty to Jillian because of your meeting?
2: Yeah, I do. I weirdly do. I weirdly feel like our paths are aligned. We're spiritually connected oh, in a way.
0: I sincerely hope not.
2: For her, and it was like I had been. Voted every week by the baying British public to do bush Tucker trials, even though I was clearly <laughs> medically inept at doing them. That's I felt when I saw her, I felt like I through yeah. her trials and tribulations.
0: Well, I sort of think if you were and I were celebrity, you would definitely be the one that was voted to do all of the things, and you would be rubbish at it them,
2: terrible. But I would be. I don't think I'd be too bothered about bugs and slugs there's no slug. Oh, uh,
0: okay. But yeah. <laughs> the famous <laughs> slug round. <laughs> I
2: think the word I was looking for there was creepy crawlies.
0: But yeah, critters, I
2: critters. <laughs> critters, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not too bothered by
0: them. Interesting. Or, um, birds,
2: but I am or,
0: or snakes. You say?
2: Or like heights or anything like that.
0: Like, right, I see. I, I couldn't deal with the spiders personally, but. Most of the things I would be okay with.
2: I mean, you have, like, a physical prowess with which you could get over that. I would be fine with everything. I'd still be unable to complete the tasks. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. You wouldn't struggle with uh, the the crawlies. You would struggle with the actual working out how you get the stars. <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: How do I physically get these stars in, into my pouch? <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: So, um... So, that's the end of the Quickfire Haters round. Aww. Um I, I think, yeah, I think I agree with all of your choices there, basically. Really? Certainly with the Test Daily one. Although, I don't mind Jonathan Ross, but I think, yeah, Alan Carr.
2: Alan Carr. I mean, there's a reason he's Adele's best friend. and I Yeah.
0: To- you trust her judgment of character. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um... Okay, so that's basically the end of the show, Rosie. So your Fet Noirs now are being shipped off <gasps> to a desert island. Um, maybe they'll get the train. I feel like trains have been a theme today. I think but they're on the I train. Because
2: um, there'll be lots of cooking that's ready to sip on. <laughs> <Yeah>. Desert <laughs> that island. Is so true.
0: <laughs> that is so true. So I was going to say, do you, do you think they would survive for very long?
2: Um, I I, I think... Um, I think Andy Parsons is coming out on top, but not <laughs> with his own prowess, just because he's not afraid to stoop to the lowest of the low. Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah. So he's essentially bankrupt of any moral compass.
2: Yeah.
0: And he will survive for that reason. What yeah. a pessimistic view of human nature, Rosie Barry.
2: Not human nature. So, Andy Parsons' nature.
0: Andy Parsons' nature. Uh, but you don't think Brooklyn Beckham... Could overpower him, and Ellie Goulding could sort of, you know, pacify him with her with so, her musical tones. Yeah.
2: Um, Brooklyn Beckham is dying the minute he washes up.
0: Why?
2: <laughs> I just don't think he's equipped for life in the wild.
0: No, true. Um, true, if you can't deal with some criticism from Burberry, he's not going to last long on the desert island.
2: Um, reactions to Brooklyn on the island will be mixed to negative. <laughs> Having said that, I think Eddie Golding might put up quite a good fight. So to be honest, actually, I'm gonna revise my statement and say somebody's emerging having done unspeakable things and it's yeah. either Andy Parson or Eddie. <laughs> and they could
0: dead either way. Ruffin's they could be
2: wearing the other one's skin as armour. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Goodness me. The nightmare of your head. <laughs> uh, do you think they'd get on? So you don't. I, th- I think I take it this means they wouldn't get on on the desert island. There's no, there's no prospect of cooperation or working I, together.
2: They're completely opposed to each other, and also a bit Hunger Games District One style. They're trained to win.
0: Right. Okay. I love <laughs> how you. I love how you just talk about the two of them now because Brooklyn's already dead. <laughs> yes. There's no, there's no chance that he would even have the That's the opportunity right. to cooperate because he's he's dead. He's
2: a the distant <laughs> third. But Andy Parsons had to wrestle his way to that mock the seat mock the weak seat.
0: Mock the weak seat, yeah. Mock
2: the weak seat. Ellie Golding, also a competitive industry.
0: Yeah, definitely. Cutthroat, one may say. Cutthroat. Yeah. So so that concludes the show. Rosie Barry, your anti-faves have been Brooklyn Beckham, <laughs> Ellie Golding, and your arch hatred <laughs> no, yes. Andy Parsons. Have you enjoyed the show? <laughs>
2: Thank you. Yeah, I've loved it. I really, um, it's revealed a lot to me about my um, psyche.
0: Yeah, I think some some counselling sessions wouldn't go amiss. If any Uh,
2: therapists are listening, my number is. Oh, so,
0: okay. some, of the, some of the violent sexual imagery that <laughs> came out of your mouth during the course of the show.
2: Violent well, sexual imagery. Oh, because I called Brooklyn Beckham newbile, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and because Andy Parsons is going to end up wearing Ellie Golding's skin as armour.
1: True. Anyway,
0: everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. We will be back this time next week uh, for uh, interviewing another guest.
3: Wow!
0: top three anti-faves are and yeah thank you for listening everyone thanks for coming rosie
2: thank you so much patrick we love the show
0: oh thanks bye everyone
2: Bye. bye